Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with Ron Demincy, who's the Chief Inspiration Officer for Great Success LLC. We're going to be talking about success today. We're going to be talking about the motivation, the inspiration you need, how you might need to change your mindset to actually go out and achieve some of the most amazing things that you've been envisioning for your own life. It's a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I think you're going to enjoy it too. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. We're going to be talking about success today. And I don't mean like the success you read about on someone's random blog. I'm talking about like the actual tangible steps, the thinking you should have to actually become a more successful person. Today, we're sitting down with Rhonda Mincy, and she's the Chief Inspirational Officer of Great Success LLC. She lives her true purpose, combining inspiration with action and providing people with the tools and techniques to grow personally and professionally. She also founded Great Youth Incorporated, which prepares youth to become leaders, mentors, and role models. And she's also the author of the highly acclaimed book, A Girl's Guide to Becoming Great. It's available on Amazon. You got to hit pause on this podcast and go check it out. Get yourself a copy. Rhonda, it is so great to have you here today. Oh my gosh, Blake, it is a an, a true honor to be here with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, whereabouts are you calling in from today? I am in Bluffton, South Carolina, near the coast. The weather is beautiful. The beaches are amazing. <laughs> I think I had a friend who lived in uh, maybe Charleston or yes. somewhere, and he said something similar that it's really pretty. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. Palm trees, biking trails beautiful ocean. So just so conducive to having a really positive lifestyle. Now, did you grow up in this place or did you purposely choose this place? No, I actually didn't grow up in this place. I grew up in um, Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, ironically, my husband and I decided to go to Hilton Head when we got married. And then Full circle about eight years after that, we decided to move back to this particular area. And we didn't know at the time that this would become our home. And it was one of the best decisions that we've made. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, you mentioned a second ago about uh, living somewhere that's conducive to really yes. the right lifestyle and the right mindset. I'd yes. love to know more about what you mean by that. Yes. Yeah, so, for instance, in Atlanta, you know, for people who know any big city, right? It's just so hustle and bustle, traffic wise, noise wise, ambulances, sirens, and you know, the like. And you, oh my gosh, you feel so stressed out just trying to make it from day to day. Even driving to your job can be so stressful because of the traffic and you're sitting in traffic an hour and a half just 
before you even get to work, you know? And then of course, driving back home, you're still sitting in traffic. So a lot of your time is devoted to transit and, and just not working or family. Whereas now this is an area where, again, you know, there are biking trails, walking trails. Um, as a matter of fact, this morning, I walked about four and a half miles. And it is just, again, conducive because what it does is it allows me to get the mental framework, right, to center myself before my day really gets started. And so I'm not distracted by all the noise and I'm not in a hurry to get things done. It is just so, you know, slow paced and and peaceful so that you can think about the things that you want to do and help you accomplish those things. So yeah, mindset is so important. (laughs) So for our listeners, Rhonda is not the head of tourism for South Carolina, (laughs) but she, you know, Rhonda, it's great listening to you because first of all, they need to hire you on the side because you did a great job talking about it. But this kind of stuff, it's really important to you. Mm. It's, it's, It's a key component of your business, great success. I'd love to hear a little bit more, especially for the listeners, as to what great success is, you know, what came about when you decided to start it and uh, tie it into Mm. why your lifestyle is so important for it. Oh, wow. Oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah. So great success is a company that I founded pretty much because I wanted individuals to experience success, not only a, a, a level of success, but a higher level of success, right? In their personal and professional life. And the journey I took to get there was, I define it as pretty eclectic because (laughs) I am an entrepreneur at heart and um, I've done everything from, you know, creating gift baskets and selling those to having a floral design company and, consulting for weddings. And I mean, I never forget working full time, having my side hustle on my lunch hour, running, delivering flowers for a big corporate event and then running back to work. And, you know, so all of this hustle just to find what it is that I truly wanted to do. And so, you know, founded a couple of nonprofits. My heart is certainly with giving back and helping our young people. And so the first one made to be more was pretty much for young girls. And then I decided, you know what, we really need to expand our reach for young people, um, guys included, young men. And so we developed Great Youth, which mission was to, you know, develop young people into leaders, mentors, and role models. And that was so fulfilling and it kind of ties back into corporate is because what we did was we created scholarships for high school students as well as college students. And to be able to, you know, have an organization where you're literally giving back to someone who really, really needs that thing, right? So for us to be able to present checks and raise money for these students was just so amazing. And so, you know, my my question was, how do I tie all of this into really who I am? And not only that, Blake, honestly, how do I monetize my gifts? 
Mm-hmm. You know, because it seems like I really took the scenic route and I was doing so many different things. <laughs> and I'm laughing now because what I realized is that the commonality, there was a common thread. You know, first of all, they all utilized my creativity because I'm naturally creative, right? So even from the gift fest, because I was creating something from nothing. And then um, the floral designs, you know, for corporate events, the weddings, you know, creating memories, being innovative with that. And then even through the nonprofits, creating programs, you know, that would hopefully last and that young people could truly benefit from. And so combining my creativity with my gift of writing, you know, my question was, so how do I marry the two where it's truly purposeful? And so with great success, that's pretty much how that came into being because I began to utilize my writing. Um, As you mentioned, my first book for girls, A Girl's Guide to Becoming Great, um, was written and what it did was it gave me a different platform and it showed me how I could truly utilize my innate gifts, right? To not only make money, because that wasn't the purpose, but to really have impact at the same time. And so now what I'm doing with great success is more is more about leaving a legacy, right? In business and um, in, 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 in your personal life. So oftentimes I find that, you know, we're in business. Listen, it's about the money. We want to make a profit at the end of the day, right? But how do we, how can we fully combine that the profit idea with the purpose mm-hmm. idea, you know, how do we marry those two? Or do we even want to do that? Because I know some people are happy. It's just a bottom line for them. And that's okay for them, right? But what I want people to think about and to rally around is truly having a purpose-driven business where you are leaving a legacy. So when I say great success, um, it's not necessarily financially, right? But it's all about, okay, what does your company really stand for? And what does you as an individual truly stand for? So at the end of the day, what is it that people remember you for? Mm-hmm. You know, I had um, a great fear of public speaking and uh, I had to confront that because I knew that that was part of my calling, right? To speak to people and to impact others. And I had to confront that fear so that I could do that. So I took the action steps to make that happen. And I have found that it's given me more opportunities than ever to do it. So my point in saying that is oftentimes we have something in us that we know we should be doing whether it's business or personal, but yet we're hesitant to do it or we're afraid to step out. And with me, I just knew that if I didn't do it, I was shortchanging the people's <laughs> whose lives <laughs> that I need to be impacting, you know? And so therefore I had to step out and, and make these changes. And in doing so, 
I know that I am now truly living my legacy. You know, we hear the term, you know, you're going to leave your legacy. Well, how do you leave it? You don't leave it if you don't live it, right? (laughs) (laughs) So every day is a day to do that. And we can do that both in our work environment as well as in our own personal life. You know, it feels like this conversation on um, how do you hang on? <coughs> Excuse me. That's needs Bless to be hard. Bless you. Um, it feels like this conversation on knowing your giftings mm. and being able to offer it in a meaningful way yes. and also get paid for it. This oh, gosh. Is something that that people feel uncomfortable with. They feel uncomfortable mm. with the idea of. Um, Mm. Can I get paid for what I feel like is the right thing to do uh, in the sense of like helping people, giving back? And it feels like it. Mm. This, there's this real disconnect where people feel like there's this, they're mutually exclusive. Either I have to be generous mm-hmm. with my gifting and mm-hmm. change the world. Or when I think about getting paid, I think of like <laughs> kind of like the money grubbing, you know, I'm just in it for myself. Help help our listeners understand this concept a little bit better of their giftings and it being okay to both offer something meaningful and transformational mm-hmm. and also get paid for it. Yes. Well, I can certainly speak to that from personal experience because I'm such a giver at heart and I would, you know, do anything to help someone else, even at my own expense, right? So even with the nonprofits, I felt as though, okay, I'm doing a good work here. Whether or not I get paid for it, listen, I didn't care because for me, it was my passion. I enjoyed doing the thing. And I came to realize, and I had some very wise counsel, and I listened to it, and what they told me was, okay, Rhonda, you can impact more people once you make more money, right? So in other words, don't just do the nonprofit and don't just give away your gifts, even though they're so natural to you that it comes easy to you and you just give it away, you know, but realize that your your gifts do have value. And so it's up to us to see what our gifts are, yes, um, but also find out how we can actually monetize those gifts. Because when we do that, that is when we have the money, right? We have the resources to be able to fully impact other people. And, you know, one way that I'm doing that now is, you know, I mentioned the scholarships and all of that, but even within my business, you know, using some of my profits to donate to other causes that are near and dear to me is one way that I can marry the two. And for someone else, well, perhaps they can use their gift to volunteer their time, but yet they're still making money mm-hmm. with their gifts. So I had it twisted, to be honest, the, the first time around. And I would have lived my life, I don't know, probably forever, just giving away, just giving away my gift. And But with that, it was limited. 
when I when I switched it and changed my mindset to say, okay, Rhonda, these are your gifts. Now you need to monetize these gifts because they're they're given to you for a reason, right? So monetize them and then once you have the resources from it, then you can, you know, con- continue to contribute and to donate and to give in other areas of your life. So I would say certainly tap into what your gifts are, find out how best to use them. And when I say monetize, listen, by that, I mean that your gifts have value, right? So we're just not putting a dollar on something and just out there selling something willy-nilly. No, no, no. What is the value of what it is that you bring? What is the value of your genius? Mm-hmm. I, I took my genius for granted for so long. And someone told me, what you do comes so easy to you, Rhonda, but you have to understand everybody don't do that. Everybody mm-hmm. can't do that the way you do it. So I stepped back and I was, okay, so yeah, I really do have value in what I have. And so now I need to put it on the market because it's not just for me, right? Your gift is for others. And so how how best can you serve others with the gift that you have? It does does seem like our giftings are so um, sometimes natural to us that Mm -hmm. we don't realize just how valuable they are. Mm. And and other times it seems like when it comes to, and I love how you keep using that word value because I think I think there is this, um, it's a powerful word because we're talking about the impact you're making on other people, but also yes. the, the financial value of it that we should then be charging people. It feels like a lot Ooh. of times when we, when we talk about this topic, we are, you know, there's imposter syndrome. There's things mm-hmm. like, well, who's going to actually pay me for that? Well, mm-hmm. is it really that meaningful? You know, you're running this business called Great Success. You, you've published this book, A Girl's Guide to Being Great. A couple of the other books that you've published, Poetic Reflections, Aspire to Go Higher, and your most recent, Unbridled Dreams. I mean, you're yes. doing it. You're making it happen. Yes, 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 yes. For, yes. for people who are listening, what's what, what are some of the other things that keep people from attaining success. So we, we just talked about mindset. Is that is that the main one? Are there other things that keep people from actually making success happen? Oh, boy, that's a good question. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So certainly mindset, for sure. You mentioned imposter syndrome. Absolutely. You know, I still experience that. Um, but going back to the mindset, the question becomes what happens when those thoughts come into your head, how do you deal with those thoughts, right? How do you challenge, I call them challenge, challenge your thoughts and then reframe them? Because there were some things that I didn't know how to do, right? When you're in business, especially as an entrepreneur, there are things you just don't know. So the question becomes, how do you get out there and do it? For instance, when I wrote my first book, it was indeed my first book which means I didn't have any experience doing it. But here's the thing. I knew that my message was so important. So I had to go back to my why, right? My message was so important to get out at that moment that it overrode any negative thoughts that I had or any doubts that I had. And the doubts did come. But what I did was reframe those those thoughts. So instead of me hearing in my head, oh, 
okay, who's going to listen to you? You know, who are you? What authority do you have? I reframed that because I knew within me the power that I have, right? So I would say, oh, I am fully capable of writing this book. My message is for people who need it right now, and I'm the only one that can give it to them. So there were some things that I had to declare about myself, right? So again, mindset, you just have to know that you know that you know who you are and what you're capable of doing. And then secondly, you know, I was going to mention something else too, but surround yourself with your cheerleaders, you know, the people who can keep your dream because everybody can, right? But (laughs) everybody can. (laughs) Some will steal your dreams, destroy your dreams (laughs) and take the wind out of your sails. So you have to be selective in that process. But I say that to say you need a strong support system, whether it's your spouse or a colleague or, you know, that one person that can keep you on track, keep you focused, rally behind you and also hold you accountable. So even when those doubts start to seep in, which they will, at least you have at least one trusted person that you can go to who truly believes in the vision because everybody can't think to the level that you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And so if they're small minded, chances are they're not going to be able to push you to accomplish this big thing you have, whether it's writing a book or speaking on stage right. or starting whatever it is. But I would also say, I think a big reason that there is a disconnect between the thought and actually walking it out really is just that all too familiar four letter word. And that's fear. Hmm. It's just fear, you know. Fear of the unknown. Uh, gosh, um, fear. Uh, for me, it was fear of my own power, which was kind of weird. Um, and fear of failure. You know, we're afraid to put ourselves out there and not finish the task or being questioned about it. We're afraid of what we don't know. What's going to happen once I get out there? For me, it was my fear of power because I knew that I had all of this in me, right? All of this magnetism and genius and all of this inspiration. And once it was unleashed, what was going to happen? I wasn't ready for that. I didn't want that. I'm not one to be up front, typically, even though I am not in my position. Mm -hmm. But typically, listen, I just like to, to write and be in my own little world and that kind of thing. Whereas... This really, I knew, was going to catapult me out there. And so for people who are uncomfortable with that, that can be a big hang up. And I had to recognize that, yes, Rhonda, your gifts are going to put you out in front of people. And it's okay. It's okay. You know, I knew that, listen, social media and all that, I have to deal with all that kind of stuff, right? I didn't want to do it. (laughs) I didn't want to do it. And believe it or not, something as small as that, seemingly as insignificant as that is, it held me back from really going forward, from taking the stage, from, you know, writing and doing everything else, because I would have this this public persona Mm -hmm. and I would have to, you know, gosh, you know, be found out per se. Right. People liking me, following me and doing all these things. And I'm thinking, okay, so who are you really? Right. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. I had to shift my mindset about that and realize that 
I am an influencer and we all are Mm -hmm. in whatever capacity we are. Right. So what do you do with the gifts you have? How do you use them to influence people without having the negativity and the doubts? Another thing I will say is that for me, I had such a sense of urgency. So I made it not about me anymore. Because again, we talk about the fear. So it's all about me, my fear, you know. Um, But what I did was when I recognized that I have all this experience, I have this background, you know, I have this passion that is just not for me to keep to myself. And therefore, I am charged with giving it to the world. So um, as uncomfortable as it may have made me become or made me feel, I pushed past the uncomfortableness of it. Because again, it's for someone who needs it. Everyone who has a gift, your voice now, your platform now is enabling people to come together and listen and learn and connect and, you know, take whatever they're doing to a higher level. Suppose you had said, I'm not good enough and I'm not going to do that. So we can so often second guess ourselves or just say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. But the person that you're assigned to, and I say that intentionally because I believe that we're all assigned to someone, right? Um, The person that, by that, I mean the person that needs what you, that only you can give them. They may not have tomorrow, you know, and I know that's that's kind of deep, right? It is kind of deep. But once you start thinking about legacy and about making your life truly matter every day, then you will push past those those fears and get out there for the one or the ones that you are meant to serve with whatever gift that you have. I love that. I mean, it's, it's, first of all, what a great soundbite. We're gonna have to make sure we clip that. I mean, that was just Mm. such an incredible um, share. And it, you know, I I loved your insight there on how ultimately it it almost, you didn't say this exactly, but it's almost like that. um, So you have the discomfort of stepping out and trying to use your giftings versus the comfort of what you know, which Mm. I think we're really funny as people, even if we're miserable in our job, Mm -hmm. it's still comfortable. It's like, I know what to expect. And the insight that I really liked about what you were saying was ultimately it's a little selfish because what you're saying is you're choosing, I'm going to choose this comfort over putting myself out there and really helping someone else who really needs it. And uh, I think that's a challenge for all of us, myself and for everyone who's listening is mm. who's really the most important is it oh, the people that you want to serve or is it, you know, yourself and, <laughs> you know, I, at least I know what to expect today. So um, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it is, it is about being selfish, right? Because it's all about self at the moment. And like you say, you know, we have that comfort, even if we don't like the job we're on. We're safe in that position. We like the security of that, even if we don't like the money, mm. right? The money has it, it's a means to an end. Um, and even if we're making a lot of money, are we truly happy with that money, right? With what we're making? 
as opposed to why don't I take a risk and get out there and do what I know within that's within me. Because we know, here's the thing, we know it. We have that yearning, that feeling, that prompting that we should be doing X, Y, Z. But yet we, we, we'd rather stay safe. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget once when I was speaking, because again, I had this fear of public speaking and I was asked to speak at an event um, years ago, but it, it, this stayed with me. And uh, I was um, reciting a poem because it was for a women's event and all this. I had written this poem and it was slamming and all that. So here's the thing. The poem was five stanzas, right? So I was so nervous <laughs> to get up there. But even though I said yes, I said, I'm going to do it regardless. I'm going to fight through this thing. I'm going to get up here. I'm going to do it. And so I got up there and this is what I did. I, I, I recited the first stanza, the third stanza, and the fifth stanza. And I got down. I sat down. I skipped two stanzas, right? Because I was so anxious of just being up there. And I, I reasoned with myself, well, they don't know that you left out two stanzas. But here's the thing. I knew it. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I felt as though I had shortchanged my audience. And even now I get emotional about it because... I, I know the power, and this is what I'm saying. You know what your gifting is, and you know the power that it can bring, that it can have, how it can impact people. And when I didn't, even though they liked the three stanzas, had I done the full five, who knows what line would have resonated with someone else that they needed at that moment. Mm-hmm. But because I was so uncomfortable, I didn't deliver. And I vowed, you know, that I would not allow that to happen again, that I would use all my gifts. I don't care if I was shaking, rattling and rolling going forward, but I was I would use everything within me so that whoever is intended to be a recipient, whether they're listening whether they are reading what I wrote, they're going to get all of me. Pretty much that's it. Mic drop, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to get all of me. And that is how we have to operate, that we can't just give people, we can't have stuff. I mean, this 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 is serious stuff. You know, for me, when you're endowed with something, whatever your gifting is, whatever that genius is, whatever that thing is that you're so passionate about, is given to you for a reason. And so you can't, who are we to belittle or minimize this treasure that we've been given an opportunity to be stewards over to share it with someone else who really needs it? Who are we to sit back and, and say, I'm not ready or I, I'm not equipped? Or I don't have it all together yet, so I'm going to wait on that. When that person out there needs your voice, Mm -hmm. they need whatever it is that you have. And so we can't wait. We can't afford to wait. You know, I'm the giver of hope, right? That is who I am. 
And by that, I mean, I help other people elevate hope. And so it is, it is incumbent upon me to share that hope every day because the world needs hope. So that is who I am. And so our listeners need to ask themselves, what I challenge them to do is ask, okay, so who, who am I? And what impact can I truly have on the world or even in my community, right? It doesn't have to be so grandiose. Start right where you are with what you have and take the self out of it. Because when we do that, again, we're going to come up with all kinds of excuses of why we can't do it now. Mm-hmm. But that one person out there, they need, they, they need what you have, whatever that business is, whatever it is, they need it and they're waiting on it. And going back to value, they're willing to pay you for it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what a great um, challenge for the listeners. And I especially like that last piece on um, understanding it doesn't have to necessarily be magnanimous or mm. huge to start. Mm-hmm. I had a friend mm-hmm. of mine who she said one of the most powerful insights she had was that influence didn't have to be on a stage in front of thousands of people. Yes. She literally had people around her every day that she could be impacting in a positive way. Rhonda, I love your urgency and I hope my mm. listeners are feeling motivated to take their giftings and impact people and also get paid doing it. Uh, we're unfortunately out of time today. Rhonda, tell me about, for people who they're listening are like, yeah, I want more of this. Hmm. How do they connect with you? How do they follow up with you? What does that look like? Yes. So first of all, thank you so much again for having me. Oh my gosh, I can't believe the time has gone by this quickly. But yes, people can connect with me on LinkedIn under Great Success as well as on my website, rondamincy.com, M-I-N-C-E-Y.com. And of course, I'm on social, Instagram, Rhonda G. Mincy. Perfect. Rhonda, it's been so great having you on the podcast today, and I so appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care. Hey, for our listeners, I'm going to put the link to rondamincy.com. It's going to be down in the episode description below. I'll also put a link link to that LinkedIn page as well. And hey, make sure you go to our Amazon and buy one of those books. They will absolutely give you the urgency, the motivation to actually get out there and use your giftings in a positive way. As always, hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget, you got to click that subscribe button, that follow button, so you can keep getting good advice wherever you're at. And also, we're on Patreon. You can go to our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash goodadvice. If you want to support the podcast or if you want to get your business talked about on the podcast, go to patreon.com slash goodadvice. As always, man, I appreciate the support and we'll catch you later. See ya.